Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak. I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. On episode number 100, you think that I would have done something celebratory for episode number 100, but unfortunately episode number 100, what I intended to do was to talk about contingency plans for COVID and what we're doing in my Dynasty Leagues. So we have to talk about something really bad on what should be a celebratory uh, 100th episode. But it is true that in my favorite league, I call it my Die Hard League, that's the name of the league, Die Hard League, uh, we finalized almost, you'll hear there's one thing we haven't quite decided, we finalized almost all of our contingency plans in case the NFL season is cut short or canceled. Every league is different, so I'm not suggesting that this is what your league should do, but I wanted to share what we've adopted um, after a few weeks of dialogue and debate. Um, it took some time, but we found agreement moving forward. And so the diehards are very experienced, hyperactive owners, thus calling them the diehard league. So I was willing to engage in dialogue. I'm the league commissioner of that league. I was willing to engage in dialogue and debate for a couple of weeks for us to nail down everything. It's certainly not the most fun thing to do, but we made our way through it. Uh, these guys are great. And for the leagues where I'm the commissioner and if you are less involved, what I actually plan to do is take the things that we decided on the Die Hard League and pretty much just institute them in my other leagues unless I get considerable pushback or dis disagreement. So that being said, uh, here are some of the rules that we set up as a contingency plan uh, for this year. Hopefully they'll help you as you think about them for your Dynasty Leagues. Uh, first is if the season ends anytime after week eight, we're counting it as a complete season, which means... The, the payouts will be made, which means we'll have a draft order. We said that all play records will determine the payouts and the rookie draft order. Tiebreakers will be in this order, head-to-head, -head, total points, and optimum points. We just felt like eight weeks gave us enough data points to award a champion, determine the draft or order. It's more, of course, it's more than half the regular season, and it is half, uh, almost half of the entire season if you count the playoffs and the Super Bowl. While some teams... Uh, may have an easier or tougher schedule since they didn't play every team head-to-head, -head, and some teams may have had uh, a more, you know, easy, maybe, maybe had fewer players on bye weeks just through week eight. We still thought it was enough of a sample size to call it a complete season. And so we really debated the best record. Um, we talked about maybe doing the best record, just straight up best record like we normally would, um, adding t or using tiebreakers or total points or optimum points. But we really felt like all play records was the fairest way to determine the best and worst teams and enable us to kind of crown champion and to create the draft order. I know um, that all play is new to some dynasty owners, so let me explain it. If it's new to you, um, you basically you play every team every week. So you still have your head-to-head -head matchup in case the season goes on, but what we keep in track of is all, all play, which means you're playing in a 12-team league like this one, you're playing all 11 teams every week. And so you're going to have a record like you might end up seven and four, or maybe you're four and seven, or maybe you're six and five, or if you had the highest score of everyone that week, you would actually have an 11 and 0 record for that one week. And so you can see how if you accumulate that up over eight weeks, that would mean to 88 games played. And so 
we think that it's a really fair way just to kind of compare each team with the entire league, even if some of the teams hadn't played each other yet. And so we're gonna we don't play it in our regular league. We, in this we don't have all play as a uh, way to get into the playoffs or anything like that or determine seeding. Although I am in some leagues now that actually use all play as uh, to be a factor within playoff seeding, and I actually really like it. We do the pretty standard, just your record is what what gets you in. But we thought if we're going to do this and the season gets to you know the eighth week of the season, the fairest way to determine draft order and, of course, the champion and make the, those payouts would be by using all-play records. We did come up with some tiebreakers. It's going to be pretty hard with 88 games for there to actually be a tie, but there might be a tie, and if there is a tiebreaker, we're going to go head-to-head, total points, and then optimum team points just in case. So that's the first thing. After eight weeks, we're calling it a complete season with payouts, and we're going to use... Um, and create draft order, and we're going to use all play records as the way to determine that. Second thing we decided, this is different, I haven't heard of anyone else doing this, but we decided that if the season ends between week six and eight, we will not give payouts, but we will assign a rookie draft in order to determine all play, and it'll be determined by all play records and the tie breakers that I just mentioned. We just decided not to crown a champion if it only goes, you know, into weeks five or five and six or six and seven, if it doesn't quite get to week eight. But we did believe that there was enough uh, evidence then for us to use the all-play records. Of course, that would be if in week five you would have played 55 games you know, by your record, week six, 66 games by your record. And so we felt like there, that was enough for us to be able to at least determine the rookie draft, but we didn't want to actually spend the money or give the payouts if it ended in week uh, six or seven, five, six or seven. Um, oh, I think it's six, yeah, six and seven. So it actually would be 66 or 77 games. Um, that's what it would be. So the rookie draft, of course, is the most challenging part of the whole equation that we're talking about. It's the most crucial part, too, because of some of the rebuilding teams, of course, have planned to have poor seasons so they can accumulate rookie picks. Simultaneously, some of the teams that are have older players, you know, if they were to miss... You know, they may be kind of shooting to win now in a short window, and then they got to watch their team get older um, in an incomplete season. So that's not very fair either. So we feel like it's just not fair for anyone <laughs> if the season ends early. But we decided that if it gets to week six or week seven, that that was enough for us to at least decide our rookie draft order. And then the third thing we decided, you can guess it, is if the week ends before week six. So if it just makes it to weeks one through five, if somehow it ends before then, we just decided that we're going to work together to find an equitable, equitable way to find a solution. This is the hardest part, of course, right? Like if, it, if, it, if the season gets shut that short, how are you going to fairly determine your draft order? We basically decided we were just going to wait and see. Uh, there's no money on the line because we already decided if the season doesn't get to week eight, there's no money going to be paid out. But of course, the rookie draft is incredibly important. Um, in this league, we make a lot of trades. And one, one team already has four first-round draft picks for next year, and two other teams have two of the picks. So three of the teams have eight of the first-round picks, and it was just too hard at this time to decide on how we would determine the rookie draft order if the season ends before week six. So we just decided to wait. Um, it helps that these are all very competitive but equally honest guys in this league, and they really do want what's best for the league. So we want to wait and see actually what the NFL does, because they might be facing the same problem, right? If the NFL season ends early, what are they going to do uh, for their uh, draft? You know, How are they going to determine their draft order? We think that's going to help us decide what to do if this very worst case scenario pans out. Just to let you know, we did bat around ideas like uh, valuing uh, teams 
based on the tra trade calculator. So just picking a trade calculator out there and letting them kind of determine the value of our teams. But we feel that that doesn't often um, entirely account for team building and strategy. So that was, didn't seem quite equitable. We also talked about using the league history as a partial factor to determining the draft order, like who's been historically the good teams or bad teams. We talked about um, giving our leagues roster even to another dynasty analyst and having them rank our teams 1 to 12, and that being the draft order. So none of these ideas actually seemed fair or complete. So we decided to wait and see and actually just hope and pray that this does not happen. <laughs> so we want to get to at least week six, which then we feel like we can fairly determine draft order by all play records. We hope that we can get to week eight, because if we get there, then we'll actually have payouts and our rookie draft order. But of course, what we really all want is for the league to play all of its games. God willing, NFL will have a full season. That's what we want. And if so, none of the rules that I just mentioned apply because we wouldn't be using any of them, right? Those are just fallbacks. But we also said we had to make some rules for this season, no matter what happens, because if the season gets played out completely, you still have to make some rules changes based on COVID. And so these are the ones that we made that are happening this year, no matter what, no matter how far we get into the season. First is that roster sizes will remain the same, but we're going to allow an unlimited IR spots um, for players who have COVID or have chosen to opt out for the season. We actually batted around the idea of adding roster spots. It's a 12-team, 27-man rostered league. That means that 324 players are on rosters, and so that's quite a lot of players. We enjoy our waiver wire and our fab money, and so we wanted to keep the waiver wire at least somewhat active and hopeful you know for those bottom of the barrel guys or prospects that we could pick up so we also decided that uh, roster management could be solved by giving just an unlimited ir spots to players with covid or players who opt out for the season um, our platform is on flea flicker which had already made allowances for doing that so that's pretty good that they already had that they've got the new designations for the players that uh, opt out they've got a designation for those that have covid and so you can already change in the settings adding those people to IR. So the tricky spot is going to be that you have to monitor rosters throughout the season to make sure that owners promote the players once they're off IR. So once someone recovers from COVID and they've been cleared to practice and play again, you've got to kind of make yourself, you know, you've got to, we got to trust the guys in the league to, to look at their rosters each week and move guys up and drop a player um, once they have cleared the protocol, whatever that's going to be for COVID. So we're keeping roster sizes the same, but we are going to add 10 um, are really unlimited. Just in the settings, I added 10, but I could add, I could make it 50 if I wanted to, um, COVID spots. Next thing we decided is that we will move our roster cut date to after week four, since there are a few practice reports and no preseason games this year. This decision was actually one of the first things we decided after the NFL announced that they were not playing preseason games. So we had our rookie draft in May, of course, the first time we did it a week after the NFL draft. And we now have 32-man rosters, which normally we cut back to 27 the week before the season actually starts. So after the fourth preseason game, that's when we cut back. We're all excited about the rookies and young prospects that we drafted. We enjoy seeing them play in the preseason so much before we have to decide on whether we're going to drop them or hold them or drop older players. You know how fun the cut date is. And we just felt like we wanted to give every team a chance to see their players and see how their NFL rosters started to shake out before making owners make that um, pretty important cut of five players, especially this this year, since we're li not likely to even hear many training camp reports, given that beat writers aren't really allowed on the scene as much this year. 
So that was the second thing we decided. Next thing we decided is we will not reverse any trades made during this off season or this season. So we decided that uh, we all know the risks that we're taking by making trades this season. We may not have the fairest rookie draft order if the season ends early. Um, a team may make a trade for a playoff run just before the season ends. That would stink. But we decided this is just a risk worth uh, taking. Uh, besides that, finding a way to reverse a trade or change a trade seemed pretty much impossible. So we all know what we're getting into. The final COVID rule that we made, this is a unique situation. We said that we will submit lineups, substitute lineups rather, via GroupMe for players that play on Sunday and Monday nights if there's a late ward of a starter being declared inactive after testing positive for COVID. So this is what this means. So we, we don't often know how, we, we don't know right now how often testing is going to take place during the season and, and who, who will make, you know, last second roster changes because of it. But we agree that every owner has to pay attention and respond quickly as possible during the noon and the afternoon games. What we had more concern about was the single night games, the Sunday night and Monday night. If you didn't have someone to replace a player on your roster when they test positive on Sunday night or Monday night. We're not sure how the NFL is going to do COVID, you know, report COVID cases. But if a player was cleared to play on Sunday during the day, and then suddenly by Sunday night they weren't cleared to play, or by Monday night they weren't cleared to play because of COVID, we're going to make an exception to rosters by allowing them to use a, quote, substitute player to fill in for the player with COVID. Again, this only applies to Sunday night and Monday night players, and only to those who weren't listed as COVID all day Sunday, and then all of a sudden Sunday night they are, or all day, or all day Sunday, and then somehow on Monday they, they have COVID. So there's no easy way to do it, but we agree this only applies to players who are testing positive until Sunday or Monday night. So owners who have Sunday and Monday night players, what they can do is they can post their substitutes for those positions in group me. So say I've got Deshaun Watson, that's you know my starting quarterback, and Monday night, he was Sunday, all day Sunday, he was fine. Then Monday morning, they say that he has a COVID report. So when I submit my lineup, um, I'm going to post in our group me, hey, for my Monday night and Sunday night players, if they suddenly get COVID when they didn't have it before, here are my players. And so we'll have kind of a public posting of what your substitutes would be. Not the perfect way to do it, but hopefully it's not going to happen, but we figure that is a rule that we would create just in case that happened. That's it. Episode number 100 full of COVID rules. <laughs> Hopefully that helps you as you think about the leagues that you commission or the leagues that you're in, you can bring this word back to your commissioners. I'd actually love to hear from you. What rules changes are you making in your league? What do you like or not like about what I described in our diehard league? Let's figure this out together. There's still time to make some changes, but hopefully not much more time and the season can begin. That's a wrap this week, freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. I always say make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at Dynasty Freaks at gmail.com. That's Dynasty Freaks with two E's. I'm much better on email than Twitter. Did get two emails from some listeners this week. Enjoyed uh, the banter back and forth. Appreciate you guys. I would be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. It really would and help more people find this independent podcast. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support, and I want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.